is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Jean Louisa Kelly, and we cover it all from Uncle Buck to Top Gun and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Jean Louisa Kelly. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Jean Louisa Kelly. Jean, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I have to do it on the record. Shout out to Ann Gailey. She's a fantastic individual who's a superhuman oh, and super connector. She's been on the show. I love her. She's and the best. It's, it's so nice to connect with you through her. So thank you, Anne. Uh, you have a background in theater, film, TV, mm-hmm. a little bit of all, all of it, a little bit of all of it. So before yes, yes. we get into all of that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your <laughs> what were your entertainment dreams growing up? Um, my entertainment dreams when I was pretty young, like when I was just beginning, I used to just say, "Well, I want to be a star on Broadway." <laughs> um, I'm sure not the only one, the only little girl who said that. You know, yeah. when we when I started, Annie was just just um coming out, it had just hit broadway mm. um writer like i was a little bit younger than the girls who were doing it on broadway and mm. so um that was a big motivator and i and annie was my first big break actually um i did it in matunic rhode island at theater by the sea directed yeah. by richard sabellico and um and so that that was kind of like, oh my God, once once I was in that, that was that was my dream, Broadway. But I did watch um my parents had me watching the Gene Kelly movies mm. when I was young because they loved them and you know, I have the name. So I did I had that going on from an early age too, you know, film and television, but film, you know, musical films were part of my youth as well. Mm. What was the, um, what did your, okay. So what did your parents teach you about work ethic? Um, my parents are both very disciplined, hardworking people. And, um, my dad, you know, says never give up, you know, you Mm. just keep going. And, um, he did that with his business. Um, he had a plastics molding company. Um, and you know, we, um, got through the, there was a recession in New England when I was young, which caused us to have to move. And we, you know, he moved the company down to Maryland and then he ended up moving back up and he kept it afloat all those years in spite of, um, you know, the difficulties of the economy. Mm. Um, but also um, just in terms of like um, practicing, <laughs> my mother um, is, was a piano teacher. She's retired now, but um she was a musician. They were both musical, but my mother was actually a piano teacher and she instilled, you know, you got to practice, you have to practice. And I didn't take piano from her. I wish that I I tried, but you know, it's hard to take direction from your mother. Um, but I did take voice lessons and she said, you know, you have to practice your singing. Um, and so I, I learned that that was something that you just do every day. And, um, I would say that, that was something that both of them are, are just hard workers. And so I learned that that was an important component. Now you joined Annie at a pretty, I mean, that, that was a young age for you. 
And mm-hmm. I know the transition sometimes for a child actor, especially in theater, can be difficult, <laughs> to say the least, when you're going back in to these big rooms as an adult or just older. What was that transitional time for you? What was the was there a thought process there? Was there difficulties or was it just? Do you mean transitioning into theater? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So transitioning into theater, performing as an adult oh. from a child. Oh, well, I never really stopped. Okay. I mean, I started my, so my, um, you know, my first uh, professional jobs were in theater. Mm. Um, and I kind of kept, like, even when I was on my show out in LA, I was doing, um, I would, they had, uh, the reprise, um, it's kind of like encores in New York, yeah. but in LA they had reprise and I did, I had so, the opportunity to do, you know, Amy and company and Eve in applause and, you know, Catherine and Pippin and, uh, I did follies out there, like all of these great opportunities. So I kind of kept it going. Yeah. Um, I would say that now it's, it's been a little while just for the past. I haven't performed on stage since I left LA and I've been on the East coast since 2018, but I'm in class and, um, even, even, um, you know, just through the years when I was out West, I would do benefits. Hmm. So I would, um, you know, get up and sing a song or a couple of songs. So that never really stopped. But I will say that when I was a kid, I didn't have any fear. And um, I just was, you know, you're too, you're just ignorant to, to realize how vulnerable <laughs> you are. <laughs> you know, like that definitely I've gotten much more scared as I've, you know, every passing day I get more and more terrified. Oh no. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I know. But you know, that's why you really have to, I think it's important to stay in class and, yep. you know, keep getting up in front of people and just keep the machine well oiled. Do you miss it? Performing in front of a live audience. I, I do. I, um, and that's part of the reason that I picked class up again. Mm. Um, I've been going into the city once a week and doing a musical theater class with my, with my old friend, Richard Sabellica, who directed me and Annie when I was 11 years old, he's got a, a musical theater audition class. And I just, I'm going in there and I'm performing, yeah. uh, you know, once a week I'll get up in front of, you know, a few other people and, and, um, you know, I keep growing. I think that if it's not so much about like quote performing and, and more about like exploring, um, that's where my safety is. Right. If I'm in my character and I'm exploring that it's going to be, I'm not going to have the same kind of like fright. Yeah. You know, it's you're, you articulate it in such a great way because I, I do find that when you, it's, you know, the simple way of saying it is like, let go. But the other part is like, you know, or the other way is like lean in. But when you just yeah. kind of like, you just kind of like let, you just let what it is that you're doing happen mm-hmm. and there's no fear and the it performance generally ends up better than if you're yeah and it's really the characters doing all the work right right? like it's not about me anymore if it's about me i'm screwed (laughs) and but you know but the problem is 
you know, yeah. I'm a human being and I'm yeah. a, I'm a sensitive actor and it is all about me. You know, like we are like, <laughs> I do get self, I am self-absorbed just by my very nature. And so if I, but if I'm thinking about like, what are you thinking about me? If I'm listening to myself, yeah then I'm lost. Right? right. Like I can't listen to myself. Um, is, is it true you, you graduated from college with a degree in English? I did. Why? Um, well, when I went into college, I wasn't positive. I wanted to be an actor. Okay. I had, um, well, actually, I don't know if that's true. I really just wanted to have the normal, I wanted to be a normal person, like not a performer. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to have like a normal kid experience, which now I know is <laughs> there is no such thing as, as an, I mean, I guess you would right. say like closer to like a traditional, you know, not normal, just more traditional yeah. uh, um, in terms of that time of my life, because I had been doing, I had been doing theater and then I did Uncle Buck when I was in high school. And the year before I did Uncle Buck, I had done Into the Woods and lived in the city for a year. So I went to four high schools. And by the time I reached wow. my fourth high school, I was like, I, I just felt like an alien amongst my peers. Hmm. And I really wanted to um, have just a traditional college experience and I wasn't positive that I wanted to do I'd had it I kind of had enough mm. um so anyway that's why I studied and I love reading and um I love English literature now I can't say that I I wish I could do college again because mm. I kind of partied <laughs> <laughs> I really I, I could I would like to go back and sure. do it again unfortunately I can't but um you know that's how that goes sometimes. That's life. No, um, with Uncle Buck, that that's a big deal. I mean, to transition or to even have a moment of where, you know, you're going from Broadway to mm -hmm. TV and then film. What was that mentally for you? Or what, and, you know, like, so what was the self-talk during that time? But also, what was that transition? Was that just a, I'm going to go audition for this thing? Or were there sights set? Well, um, so there, there's like a, about four questions in there. Mm -hmm. So I'll start at, which are good questions. Thank you. No, um, thank you for doing all four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got an agent when I was 14 and the, it was the, the way that I got the agent was I did, um, a contest called talent America and they had locals and I was living in Massachusetts at the time and I did the locals. And then I went to the finals in New York and the finals were, uh, and by the way, Patrick Dempsey was one of the winners. And so I met, met Patrick Dempsey and that was really cool. He did this amazing juggling routine. He was uh -huh. very charismatic. Um, anyway, dreamy. So uh, I got an agent because the judges were casting directors and agents. And so I, I left that with, with uh, representation. And so then they started sending me these auditions and I got the audition for Into the Woods from them. Mm. Um, ended up booking that, coming to the city, living here for a year at age 15. Uh, then I went home to Massachusetts after my sophomore year of high school. Um, we ended up having to move to Maryland for my dad's business. 
And then the audition came in for Uncle Buck. So they were sending me stuff. And, and I actually had, I had, was offered a television movie while I was in the city in my sophomore year, but I couldn't take it because I couldn't leave the show. Right. But I had, I had done a few auditions, but it is odd. It was kind of like the universe dropped this gift in my lap, my junior year of high school when the Uncle Buck script floated in um, about a girl. Well, not about a girl, about, you know, a man is it's his story. But for me, my character, all, all I see is my character. <laughs> my character was a, you know, cranky teenager who just had to move to a new state. Mm. And that's exactly what I had just experienced. And, um, and I went through the audition process and, and it, you know, it worked out. Thank, thank God. And it was this, you know, amazing gift. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Now, in terms of the transition, it's, it was totally different and it was not easy. It was not easy to go from uh, theater to film just in terms of like everybody, it's so, you know, it's such a community thing uh, when you're on the stage with everybody and you're going through the show the, every night, um, w- there's a lot of isolation in film. A lot of times, a lot of waiting. Yeah. Uh, I went away, I was on location and in Chicago, we were shooting that in Evanston outside of Chicago. Um, and it was hard. I also didn't understand a lot of like, why does it take so, everything takes so long? You know, they have to shoot everything so many times. Why do they have to know uh, why I'm going to the bathroom? Like, why do they have to talk on their walkies and let everybody know that I'm going to the bathroom? You know, I was, that's what they do. They need to know where you are at all times because time is money. And it's like a huge production and everything is down to the, to the wire. So um, it was a big adjustment for me. Um, and, um, you know, luckily it was, I was supported by, you know, very talented, wonderful people. And John Candy was, you know, very loving, kind guy. And, um, John Hughes, an amazing talent, you know, it was, it was, and the, my, my other castmates were all, you know, amazing too. So it was, it was fun to actually do the work. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it was a big, it was a big transition, especially for a teenager, you know, on my first movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, I, I mean, obviously now today, as I speak to you, you're, you seem very well adjusted for such a unusual formidable time. I mean, that, those ages, therapy, man, those lots of therapy. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) mental health, I'm telling you, (laughs) I wish it was as trendy as the physical health. You know, I wish there was like a Lululemon for that or something or people, you know, but that's, I mean, but that's such a formidable time for an individual and for you. I know it's a big time teenage years. Like my kids are teenagers now and we have, you're right. You're exactly right. We have language now that we didn't have. Yeah. We didn't have it. Our parents didn't have it. Um, it's kind of like, we were like wolves, you know, (laughs) just like, (laughs) just trying to eat, (laughs) just trying to get through, you know, just get through. Sure. Sure. And then, uh, of course, cause I'm not going to make you recount the resume and everything, but Mr. Holland's opus, uh, followed. And of course the Fantastics seemed like a perfect match being, you know, Mm. theater and then filming said theater. (laughs) 
was yeah the fantastics um it's funny i did do the fantastics um at a production in my in my college so i had experience with that role and my voice teacher when i was a kid uh had a they had a um little production company in new england and they did they did they put that show on too i think my mother might have even played the piano for it maybe she didn't but i i was very familiar with that that musical and that came in at a good time too i think that um yeah yeah that's, i love that show so that's why you know naturally we have to talk about it do you or did you have mentors and are there any standout pieces of advice you've received well, um, yeah, I mean, I had, I definitely had teachers who, who helped me along the way. Um, I would say that in terms of like mentors, mentors came that, that I would call mentors that came later in my life, but I had wonderful teachers. My, that teacher that I mentioned, her name is Kathy Lute and she, um, she taught me how to sing when I was, you know, I started taking lessons from her when I was 10 and uh, I was given opportunities. I guess, I guess I was mentored in a way. I was given opportunities to perform in her theater company, her, she and her husband, Dave, that he still has, she's unfortunately uh, passed away uh, tragically at early age. Um, But he, he still is running the theater company. And I, I did a mall and the night visitors there. I played a mall, put on a, a wig so I could be a boy. Um, and there were some musical reviews. And, and then my town, I, I grew up in this small town in, in Massachusetts that had uh, a lot of, um, there was a lot of arts. And um, we put on a show for the high school every year to raise money for a scholarship. And so I was given opportunities to perform there. Mm. Um, and then I would say, you know, I had great voice teachers. I had great, took dance class all through my, my youth and um, great dance teachers. Um, so yeah, I had really good training. I had really good training in that little town in New England. And, um, and then when I, you know, got older and I was back in the city, I had great voice teachers there too. And, and out in LA as well. Is there a particular project that has taught you the most about yourself or a significant amount? Oof. Well, uh, um, they all, it's interesting. All, (laughs) they all teach, they all are, you know, learning experiences. I, but I do like, I played, um, I just had a a movie come out that was a um a horror movie. It was James Wan's Malignant. Okay. And yeah. it's really interesting how <laughs> this is so silly. I can't believe I'm telling you this. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but the character <laughs> that I played in the movie had to come to terms with some stuff about motherhood. And I found that when I was doing even just preparing for the audition, hmm. I was like, oh. I didn't realize that I was supposed to learn this today. Thanks. You know, like, I feel like opportunities for sort of spiritual development and personal development just come from, they just keep coming. And I'm, if I'm awake to them, um, it's a total blessing. I started writing music when my kids were, um, 
I guess my son was like five and I started doing a children's album and I started writing songs because it was almost like, do you remember that album free to be you and me by Marlo Thomas? No. Oh, you should look it up. I should. I'm going to write That's because you're not a child of the seventies. I can tell you're not a child of the seventies. <laughs> I like a lot of seventies music, but I, yeah, that one's not coming. Yeah. Out. <laughs> it's so cool. It's, okay. um, it was uh, on in the background. Um, mm. and it sort of gives voice to a lot of experiences that kids are going through. Um, and I wanted to put some of my, um, the stuff that I've learned into, these songs as a sort of like, I don't know, roadmap to life, Hmm. just personal, like my personal experience and to give voice to emotions and solutions for kids. And, you know, my son, it was, I think my son was five when the tsunami hit uh, Japan Hmm. and he was worried about what, uh, you know, what if that came and hit us and you know, there's stuff that comes, there's stuff that happens that we have no control over. And, and I wrote a song called emergency kit. And it talks about all the things that we can do to be prepared and all the things that we have in our emergency kit and like, you know, water and snacks and an extra chain. And then all the things that we have inside ourselves, like, um, you know, faith and hope and courage and integrity and all of the things that we carry on the inside Mm. that enable us to meet calamity with serenity. Um, I I mean, I didn't use those words, but (laughs) it was a little more kid-friendly. And and not to say that I have all the answers, but I have a few more than I had when I was his age. And so it was a a learning experience for me too, to articulate a lot of this stuff. You know, that's what happens as artists, right? We the stuff that we need to learn, we end up sort of um, working out through our art. Um, so I, I learned about myself during that project. It was the children's album. It's called Color of Your Heart. Hmm. And um, I have that, um, that's, you know, on digital platforms. And I think it's on Amazon as a CD. I actually made the CD artwork myself. I actually made a physical CD. It's got a really cool cover uh, that I'm kind of proud of. Oh, I love but, that. Um, I started, then I wrote some, you know, there were a few songs that came into me that were uh, not for kids. And so after I finished that, I explored that a little and I ended up releasing a couple of EPs of original music that was not necessarily for kids and um, producing. <laughs> uh, my friend, Heather Reed, who is a, she was one of the murmurs, mm-hmm. um, a band in the 90s and uh, she's a, an extraordinarily talented musician and a wonderful person she um she produced my first album color of your heart and she basically taught me you know how that happens yeah and she gave me all of her musicians and so i i ended up producing my eps and then i re- produced a um an album that i did of standards more recently called For My Folks, which is dedicated to my parents. Hmm. Uh, and Someone to Watch Over Me is in that album oh. too. So those have been, you know, you really have to wear a lot of hats when you're producing a record. So um, I, I guess I want to say if I had to pick one thing, it would be 
it would be that, but they, everything, you know, there's always opportunities to learn. Even every audition, hmm. sometimes I learn about myself from like text. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.